Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. Today on this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with Donna Chittum. She's a recruiter with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, or CSB, as you'll hear us refer to it during the conversation. Now there, I didn't know this, and maybe you didn't know, there are a lot of jobs available with the CSB, and Donna's here to highlight some, talk about the great opportunities available within the CSB, what a difference the organization is making in the lives of Fairfax County residents, and a whole lot more. Donna, thanks for being here with us on The County Conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We were kind of looking at this and, uh, you know, there's a lot of great resignation, whatever the term is, you know, people out there quitting their jobs, moving on, looking for jobs, et cetera. And this is a great timely topic because you can help solve that problem. (laughs) Absolutely. We have lots of opportunities for those folks. Looking forward to diving into that. Before we get there, I want to make sure we kind of cover what a CSB or Community Services Board is. So, General question, what is a CSB? So the Community Services Board, we have a number in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board is the largest in Virginia. And we provide services for individuals in Fairfax and Falls Church that have behavioral health, substance use disorder, and or developmental disabilities. Some are, you know, co-occurring disorders. So we have a variety of programs, including adult and youth outpatient services. We have diversion and jail-based services. We partner with the sheriff and police, um, uh, crisis intervention specialist. Mm -hmm. We have emergency and crisis care. We have a beautiful building out in Maryfield, uh, recently renamed to the Sharon Boulevard building where we provide uh, an emergency services area for individuals that sometimes walk in. We have uh, entry assessment referral to help uh, those individuals in um, in their entry to determine where to direct them within the mm. CSB. Okay. We have residential treatment programs. Mm. Um, some of our service areas are out in the community. Some are actually visiting homeless uh, sites, uh, camps outside. So we have a variety of programs. So again, treating individuals, uh, serving individuals of all ages, adults and youth. Mm-hmm. Now, are there like categories of programs? I mean, how, are, are they broken down into into that, like children, youth, or you know, developmental disability areas? I mean, kind of a structure within CSB for the programs. Yes, absolutely. So each of um, our service areas has a service director. Okay, um, and then the programs um, under the uh, underneath of those service areas based on the population that they're serving. And the service areas are, do you know them off the top of your head? So we have a variety. There is behavioral health outpatient, youth and family services. Uh, We have assisted community residential services, um, supportive community residential, residential treatment. Mm, We have medical services where we have, you know, clinical psychologists. But the goal is the same throughout, and that is okay. to help our clients achieve recovery and to live um, their most fulfilling life. Mm, okay. No, noble, noble purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's meaningful work. Um, yeah. That is really um, what I've admired most about the individuals who work at the CSB. Okay. They all have that same goal, that desire to assist um, these these clients right. um, achieve recovery. Right. So 
uh, it is, I think, very rewarding, yeah. meaningful work. Help and actually make a difference somewhere. Absolutely. Right. So um, I think with that good overview kind of of what a community services board is and what it does, let's dive into um, like the jobs available because I think, as we said, this is a timely topic. People are looking for jobs, wanting to do something with their lives that makes a difference, make an impact, but also can make a living for themselves and provide for their family. So uh, are there any specific jobs you want to highlight or just talk to me a little bit in general maybe about the job opportunities within Fairfax Falls Church Community Service Board? So I'd actually like to do both. So in general, we have both administrative and clinical positions available. The county posts jobs every Saturday. And so it really is forever changing. So I always want to encourage um, individuals who are interested, if you check out our website and don't see something today, Sign up for job alerts so that you can get that notification as soon as jobs are posted in the categories that you're interested in. Because we do have administrative uh, support positions in most of those service areas, Um, but we also clinical programs. We have some real critical positions to fill right now. They are behavioral health specialists too, behavioral health senior clinician, or crisis intervention specialists, and developmental disability specialists, which are support coordinators. Um, those positions we right now have advertised the job postings are listed as continuous, which means mm. we are continuously reviewing applications as they come in each week and inviting candidates for interviews who meet the minimum qualifications and preferred qualifications. Okay. So that I'm, I'm assuming that means it's maybe a harder job to fill, but there's more availability of it's not a job, it's multiple jobs. They are harder to fill because they do require some specific clinical experience mm. um, as well as um, educational requirements. Right, so right. for the behavioral health specialist, too, for example, you really need a degree, a bachelor's degree in a related health field like social work or professional counseling or psychology. So that education plus one year of clinical experience makes it difficult because someone just graduating out of high school, for example, may not have yet obtained that one year of clinical experience. So I always welcome opportunity to talk with new graduates to kind of point them to maybe some part-time non-merit opportunities Mm. in the CSB where they can get into the system. Yeah, because they have an opportunity to not only gain the experience, but become familiar with the CSB and all of our service areas, um, meet some of the the other hiring managers, and really build their own uh, path in the CSB because there's so many opportunities available. They might start out in as a substitute relief counselor, which is a non-merit position in our wellness um, center, gain that experience and decide they want to move over to um, the emergency, you know, crisis uh, unit at Maryfield, or maybe they've determined that they their heart really is working with individuals struggling with a substance use disorder. Mm. Maybe they move into a residential treatment program. So there's that opportunity and a true career path for individuals who are pursuing licensure to mm. move into our behavioral health senior clinician position. Right. We sometimes uh, fill those as underfills for individuals who aren't yet licensed but have met everything else and they just need some clinical supervision, for example, Mm. we at the CSB provide that clinical supervision. So outside of the CSB for someone who just is going through their program and needs to find a supervisor, 
not only can it be hard to find a supervisor because it's an investment of time for them, but also costs money. You usually have to pay for that. So Mm -hmm. the CSB is offering that clinical supervision free for our individuals who are license eligible. And that's the last piece they need to become licensed. We also provide a stipend to our employees who serve as supervisors. Wow. Okay. I want to go back to what, uh, something mentioned because you said there are several different positions, merit and non-merit. I think that warrants an explanation. So tell me the difference. Okay. Yeah. Good point. So the county offers merit and non-merit positions. The merit positions are considered, um, you know, full-time for the most part. We do have some part-time, but full-time um, and benefit eligible. So those individuals okay. are eligible for the full benefits. Okay. Non-merit, some of those positions are um, eligible for limited benefits. Oh, okay. Right. And the application process is quite different. So right. the okay. non-merit positions um, are on the website with a, with a very specific ad where you will actually send your resume to a hiring manager directly. Oh, wow. The merit positions are part of you know, the county's competitive right. uh, jobs are listed on government jobs. Right. Okay. You mentioned the website a couple of times. What is the website? Can people find out more information? And you mentioned earlier on about this jobs alert. Uh, is that also on the website as well? It is, yes. So the CSB, we have a careers page set up. If you go to fairfaxcounty.gov forward slash CSB, mm-hmm. you'll find our careers page. And on our careers page, I actually provide a few links to um the Department of Human Resources, which is the county's page, where you may sign up for job alerts. And when you sign up for job alerts, you can actually select a variety of categories. If I'm okay. interested in nursing or if I'm interested in uh, counseling, anytime a job is posted, not just in the CSB, but anywhere in the county, I would receive a notification that a new job has been posted in a category that I'm interested in. Now, then as you as the recruiter, do you also get um, notified that people have signed up for specific Job alerts, or is that? So not through the county system, no. So we go through that regular process where a candidate has to meet the minimum qualifications. So our central Department of Human Resources does that screening. They then will send those qualified applicants to our subject matter experts. However, we are working on some new strategic efforts using, for example, LinkedIn. Hmm. Uh, They have a recruiter site, and I'm able to um, do some proactive uh, searching, filtering out for candidates who might possess specific certifications or skill sets that we're looking for and actually reach out to them to engage in a conversation and make them aware of the CSB and some of our opportunities. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. How big a part does social media play in, in outreach or hiring, that type of thing? Yeah, in today's world, a lot. Right. <laughs> right, a lot. And so the county uses LinkedIn. So all the county's positions are posted on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. We also sometimes have more specific depending on the job. So we have a position uh, posted right now for our behavioral health specialists too, our behavioral health senior clinicians, the crisis intervention specialists. So all of those that might require um, someone who has a de- clinical background the National Association of so- Social Workers, for example, we've placed an ad there. They mm. have um, an upcoming conference. We have tapped into um, their digital recruitment guide. So we want to advertise the CSB there. Um, I've been surprised at some of like the job fairs and things that I participated in where people right here in Fairfax County weren't aware of the CSB. Um, so 
I think just make it, social media allows us that opportunity right, right. to really, you know, to make people aware that the CSB is here. We've got some great services and, and opportunities available. Right. Well, and hopefully this podcast will help get the word out as well. I mean, we, <laughs> that is our hope. We yes. want to try to spread the word and you want to hire good people. So uh, hopefully the County Conversation Podcast can help. Yes. We're uh, speaking with Donna Chittam on the County uh, on the uh, County Conversation Podcast. Uh, she, again, is with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, the recruiter there. And we're talking uh, jobs and employment opportunities with the CSB. We, we kind of set the stage really well, I think, in the first part of the podcast about what the CSB is, what it does, kind of the broad overview of jobs and uh, kind of areas. Do you have specific jobs now that you want to promote and talk about? And I'll just remind our listeners that this is the middle of June County Conversation podcast. So if you're listening in, you know, two or three months or two or three years from now, because the podcast is is always there, it doesn't go away. Um, check the website, um, you know, just check the availability of the job. But right now, summer 2022, there are some specific jobs available that you want to talk about? Yes. So there's a national shortage for behavioral health care workers mm-hmm. right now. So right. it's a very competitive market. And so the CSB is offering sign-on bonuses for some of our specific critical to fill positions. Mm-hmm. Behavioral health specialist too, behavioral health senior clinician, crisis intervention specialist, and support coordinators. We are offering a $2,000 sign-on bonus wow. for full-time um, and prorated, you know, $1,000 for, for part-time. Those positions are right now um, posted uh, continuously because they are so critical to fill. So what's the difference between Behavioral Specialist 2 and Behavioral Specialist 1 or behavior, Behavioral Specialist, you know, whatever the number is or whatever? I mean, is there... A different level? Yeah. I'm assuming there is, but... Yeah. The Behavioral Health Specialist 2 and Senior Clinician, the biggest difference is that the Senior Clinician is licensed. They do require mm. a license. So um, that's where sometimes we will hire an underfill for someone who perhaps is a Behavioral Health Specialist 2 pursuing their licensure. They've gone on to receive their master's degree, for example, in uh, clinical social work, and they just need that supervision piece. We would hire them into an underfill. And then once they have become fully licensed, they would be promoted into the behavioral health senior clinician position. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier on that we were talking about, and uh, you said there was like residential facilities and yes. residential opportunities. Uh, do you have any currently open now that you're recruiting for? Absolutely. So we have both behavioral health specialists, too, and senior clinicians available in residential treatment as oh, okay. well. Okay. So in residential treatment, there are a variety of programs depending, you know, some are um, residential requiring, um, you know, shorter stay, summer longer stay, again, depending on the client and the population. So we have a new beginning. Um, there's just a variety of programs under residential treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have supportive community residential services. We have behavioral specialists too and senior clinicians there. So right now, if you average, if you would apply for that position of behavioral health specialist too or senior clinician, we are asking that you review our, our careers page, mm. review a summary of each of those service areas, and then describe your preferences to us. Okay. And we are then trying to match your right. desires, yeah, where your passion and you feel like you want to work with a substance use disorders or you want to work with a youth and family services or wherever your goals are, 
We're trying to match those to where the needs are within the CSB. Okay. So right now it's um, it's really proving effective and where it's, it's allowing us to streamline our hiring process, make it a little less confusing for the candidates. Now mm-hmm. they don't have to apply for multiple jobs. They can apply for one and tell us one the difference kind of areas. Category, yeah, yeah okay. so it's a new thing. We just started. I think we've been doing it about three months now, oh, wow. but it's just a, a new approach to help us get some of these positions filled. And I think when we when we can find a place where the the employee wants to be, right? There's going to be um, how can we help set them up for success? Right, gotcha. Uh, what are the like qualifications? Are there a set of minimum qualifications? Uh, it, you know, it may vary depending on which job you know they're they're going to go for. But is there like a basic set that somebody's listening to this right now and going, I, I, I think that might be something I would like to pursue. Am I qualified? Yeah. So minimum qualifications and preferred qualifications are both listed on all of our job postings. Okay. And so they would be slightly different, obviously. The Behavioral right. Specialist 2 is, um, for example, an S25 on the, on the county's pay scale. Mm. And the Senior Clinician is a higher level. I believe it's an S27. The Behavioral Specialist 2 would require a bachelor's degree in psychology, social work, counseling, or a related field plus at least one year of clinical experience. Mm-hmm. The behavioral health senior clinician is a higher level because it requires a license, right? It, it requires mm-hmm. someone who's already got their master's degree mm-hmm. in one of those related health fields um, with the clinical experience. Right. And that S25, S27, that's just county jargon, if you will, for the pay scale, pay scale levels, right? Yes. Also pointed to on our careers page. <laughs> okay. So that fairfaxcounty.gov forward slash CSB, they're going to find our careers page that's going to outline um, not only the minimum and preferred qualifications for each of the current jobs that are posted, but the pay scales mm-hmm. along with them. So hearing you say that, the minimum and preferred um, qualifications, uh, some education requirements, et cetera, what about, you know, if there's somebody out there listening right now who's, you know, maybe in high school or in college and thinking about a career path that they want to go down, what would you recommend that they they study or degrees they take, uh, degrees they get, uh, et cetera, to have a career in uh, community services board areas? That's a great question. So for the clinical positions, they really want to focus on a degree in a related healthcare field. And I know that in Virginia, I think there's like 40 programs. And right now, they're graduating like 800 people each year. But most of them are not going on to pursue licensure. If they want to advance in this field and they really have a heart for this work, they're going to want to get that master's degree in one of those fields, whether it's social work or psychology or counseling or one of those related fields. Um, for someone who's in high school who's interested, I would recommend they come to the CSB and maybe sign up as a volunteer. We mm-hmm. have lots of volunteer opportunities for individuals to come and, um, you know, check out. We have, I don't know, they, I wish I had my volunteer manager with us, <laughs> but I know, for example, they have a garden. They were planting a garden over at the wellness center. So they'll work with some of the client population mm-hmm. to plant a garden. Um there's a variety of opportunities for volunteers, and it's a great way to get connected and really understand the different service areas that we have. You mentioned uh, like Virginia schools, approximately 800 graduates a year. Is is that a, a, is that enough um, grads to 
supply the demand? I mean, how how is that working out? Yeah, there was a study done just earlier this year, January 2022, that that gave those numbers. That's why it was fresh in my mm, head. Okay. Um, and no, they're not graduating enough to meet the individuals wow. who are retiring. Oh, so okay, we have yeah. people that are retiring and you know leaving. So the national shortage I talked about for a variety of factors, obviously COVID played a um, played a role in some of that shortage. I think a lot of clinicians were tasked with a greater need, right? During COVID, yeah. um, the need for our services only grew while our clinicians were having to work even more hours and really pivot and adapt to telehealth that were available. Some of them weren't able to do telehealth because of our residential programs. So a lot of burnout as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of um, clinicians decided to leave the field, whether it be for retirement or other reasons. So yeah. Yeah, definitely a shortage. In addition to the education, though, there's a quality a person has to have, I'm, I'm thinking, to, to work in the community services board field that I know I don't have. Yeah. What are those intangibles? Yeah, so that's interesting. I think clinicians, in fact, one of our service directors asked her team recently, you know, why mm. do you do this type of work? And the, the the message was consistently the same, really to make a difference and to help people achieve recovery and to be able to have a fulfilling life. So it is more than just the pay, right? <laughs> right. Obviously, uh, it's obviously, a competitive yeah. field and pay is an issue and we're addressing that as well. We did oh, just okay. recently regrade those positions oh, and cool. um, the county is getting ready to um, change with a market rate adjustment to all of the county pay scales. So we are optimistic that through some of these salary increases, we're going to see some improvement in our recruitment and retention efforts. But for right now, yes. Uh, it was interesting you mentioned the uh, the pandemic obviously kind of didn't allow folks to be doing the in-person, face-to-face kind of job fairs, recruitment efforts, et cetera. Yeah. Is that picking back up for you now? And, and what are you doing in that? on-site, person-to-person kind of recruitment area. Yeah, during COVID, everything became <laughs> very right, interesting. Right. We did a lot of virtual uh, job fairs. You know, Some of the universities had to pivot and stand things up where we would have these virtual career yeah. fairs. Um, I don't know that things will ever be back 100% to where they used to be. Probably always be 100%. It's kind of a hybrid right now. Yeah, yeah I have attended a few in-person events, but many of them are still virtual. Yeah. So what's your what's your selling point? What do you tell people, either virtually or in person, why they should work for CSB? What's your elevator pitch, if you will? So the CSB is full of uh, people who are, have a heart to help other people. That's what I have found most fulfilling. They really are just tremendous people to work with. And CSB has a lot of great things to offer, but it really at the at the end of the day is, is the CSB a good fit for you? Is this the type of work you want to be doing? Right. If it is, if you have a heart, a desire to help this client population, we have a job for you at the CSB for sure. Sounds like a great way to end it. Although I will ask you, how can we find out more information? Again, tell me the website. So our careers page is at fairfaxcounty.gov forward slash CSB. All right. Awesome. Donna, thank you. Thank you. Donna Chittum with us from the uh, Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. If you're looking for a job, check out fairfaxcounty.gov slash CSB. Thanks again for listening, and thanks for joining us here on the County Conversation Podcast. If you want to get more Fairfax County news, 
Just go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, and that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation Podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.